Today is also National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And in addition to all the incredible female athletes, there are also some amazing women in sports broadcasting. And one of us joining us right now in our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, Andrea Kramer, covering the NFL for uh, Amazon Prime. You've seen her on HBO, as well as back with us here on 97.3 The Fan with Ben and Woods. Andrea, good morning to you. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing really well. well. Absolutely. So go figure that girl, we're, we're, when you kindly reached out, hey, it's Girls and Women in Sports Day, and you know, you're know you one of the first people we had thought about, and then, oh my God, did something in the league today that's of news? So, a little what? bit, yeah, a little bit this morning, kind of hijacked. Well, we've not let it really hijack us, because we did this. We did it. Uh, 365 days ago, we did the whole <laughs> Tom Brady retirement We literally show. went so back we, and found audio. We, we found the, the archive. We just played it again yep. and said, hey, with this, yep. here, here we go again. He had one more season. Yeah, so. something tells me this is uh, going to last longer than 40 days. This time he says it's for good, Andrea. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't have any reason to doubt him, but we already talked about the possibility. I mean, if a team like the 49ers ends up without a quarterback and they get desperate and they, they, they come knocking and they got a good situation, I, we've seen athletes all the time change their mind. Yeah, I, I think that Tom is in a different place in his life right now. I think that last year he was coming off a disappointing season, but this season is way beyond disappointing. And because of so many things that went on both on obviously and off the field. And, you know, uh, I I was just with Michael Strahan uh, this morning and I, I, and he and Tom were very, very close and he was surprised that he had, he had no idea. Uh, Brady really, really, really kept it, kept it under wraps. And as Michael and I discussed, and it's true, you know, it's never about game day. If it's just about game day, then Sign these players up until they're 100 yeah. because they love game day. They love the competition. That's what you – but it's not. And especially for Brady, it is 365. It is the work. It is everything that goes into not just what has always made him be the player he is, but what has enabled him to play at the age of 45 at the level he does and setting records for you know pass attempts and completions, which is just crazy that his arm doesn't fall off. So it's 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 the, it's the entire picture. It's not just oh well, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to need a quarterback, or I can go be reunited with Josh McDaniels. It's I think it's way more than that. And um, and boy, I, I've known this guy since he stepped foot in the league, and I've never seen him look worse. He he looks like a man who's the weight of the world is on him, and. Um, and I would be very surprised if uh, if this wasn't for good. If only we could all look so bad. Yeah, he looks <laughs> terrible at forty. How old is he? It's comparative. It's comparative. It's you know what I mean. He, he looks like a, you know he looks like a guy. Uh, you know, as Strahan said, he said he's he he lost. You know, that's that's he calls it a stress fifteen. That's yeah. a stress fifteen pounds that he's lost. It's look. It's been. You know, for for all of the accolades that we're going to give someone like Brady and who deserves them, there's no question, these guys are human beings. It's been a very difficult year, you know, between the divorce and how do I manage now three kids and and two of them are in one place and one is in another. And, and, you know, there's there's a lot going on. You know, what what did um, what did he say? What did Tommy say at the at one of the early press conferences? Uh, 
when you're 45, there's a lot of you know what going on in your life. He, he's not he's not joking. But I think that the season was certainly much more difficult than you can imagine. And look for the Buccaneers. Certainly, you know you you basically fired your entire staff almost. You know, certainly including your offensive coordinator and. So you're starting over in Tampa or any other place you're going to go, and I, I just don't see it. I, I, don't, I don't see him coming back. We are talking to the great Andrea Kramer here on Ben and Woods this morning. And, you know, first of all, imagine losing 15 pounds when you're stressed. I go the complete opposite way. <laughs> I need some stress. Uh, yeah, I need some uh, Give me more stress than in that case. Uh, but, you know, the thing is uh, about yeah, Tom. I'm advising that as a weight loose mechanism, guys, yeah, okay? Exactly. Uh, I, I think about his legacy, and it doesn't matter to me how he finished in Tampa. I mean, he won a, He went to a new team and won a Super Bowl, which was right. incredible. I, I don't think anybody... Uh, it's sure We've all bet against him enough times to know you just don't do it. You just don't do it. And, and um, for him, though, do you think it's going to be where uh, a situation where he takes maybe a year off and then gets in, right into the broadcast booth? I think he's going to find, and you can attest to that too, that's not... Not a grind. I mean, it is very much a grind as well, and the preparation is not probably as much as an NFL quarterback puts in, but well, it's not easy. Well, let me say this, and I feel this very strongly, and I've, I've had this conversation with a number of great players who have left the game. Because you are great on the field, because you know the game, you can read the defense, you, can, you are a savant when it comes to that does not mean you can get in the broadcast booth and not just translate that knowledge, but be able to really communicate it. And the work that you put in as a quarterback or whatever position you were playing, the film that you watch, you've got to put that level of work and commitment into being good in the broadcast booth. I mean, listen, the great Bill Walsh, one of the greatest coaches in the history of our game, put him in the broadcast booth, dud. Joe Montana, arguably, you know, some still say because he never lost a Super Bowl, won four, the greatest quarter dud in the broadcast booth. It does not necessarily translate. You've got to put the work in. And the and the other thing is, is and I dealt with this with a Michael Jordan, with a Michael Phelps, with you name it, the athletes that I've covered over the years, it's the same thing. There is no way to come to uh, replace the competition there's no way to replace the camaraderie and there's nothing like the feeling of winning it is it is like a drug and you are now being weaned off of it in a very very definitive way so there's so many factors that go into this Um, I would imagine that he would try to get right into the broadcast booth because again you've got you know you've got the, the the Brady brand and you've got this business and that business and and you've got your production but still you need to be around the game if you're someone like Tom Brady and so I would be surprised if he just said hey I think I'm just going to take this year off um, but again he never ceases to surprise us with, with certain things but it's it is going to be a massive massive adjustment and transition for him. Andrew, let's talk a little Super Bowl. And um, being a a longtime sports uh, journalism pro, that requires a lot of neutrality. But uh, our listeners here in San Diego may not know Andrea Kramer, a Philadelphia (laughs) native, in the Philadelphia (laughs) Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. Actually. Uh, Any bias uh, on the matchup? Were you an Eagles fan growing up? Do you have to ask (laughs) if there's bias? (laughs) 
Well, you know, so it's it's really funny because um, now listen, full disclosure in in and I don't want to date myself here, but in 1980. When the Eagles went to the Super Bowl against the Raiders in New Orleans, George was the quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Wilbert Montgomery was running wild all over the Cowboys. And you were like five game. years old. Yeah, and I sat in the stands, and I was so you know I was I was a huge fan, and I was so ecstatic and and all that. When the Eagles were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and I live in Massachusetts. People are like, oh, my God, you know, who are you going to root for? I go, well, I don't root for anybody because I'm an objective journalist. <laughs> and obviously, I was happy to see the Eagles finally break through. But here's here's what got me, guys. When the Eagles had their celebration, had their, had their Super Bowl parade, and, you know, the one where Jason Kelsey's dressed up and, and all this craziness, I grew up right across the street from the art museum, which is where that celebration was held. And all of a sudden, when I'm looking at all these shots, it 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 all of a sudden sort of hit me that that little girl who grew up loving football since I'm like eight years old. That's when it kind of hit me. It didn't hit me on the when I'm on the field after the game, but it hit me when it was in my hometown. So that's a long way towards saying that I will be objective uh, as best as possible. I love the matchup. I mean, it's got storylines out the wazoo, as we all know, but. I just find it absolutely fascinating that you have Mahomes, who once again, as he was in the last Super Bowl, injured, even the last one that they lost, and he had the turf toe. And um, Listen, I spoke to doctors after that game, and they said he had torn three ligaments in that, in that foot. They have, doctors had, it was frayed. They had no idea how he was even able to walk, no less try to function uh, as a quarterback. This injury is different. We've seen him make the adjustments. His style of play, which is it's luminescent to begin with, but his ability to throw in those different angles, to throw without putting his weight, to, to contort himself, that's what he we saw him do that in the championship game. So he could make these throws, and, and, and the Mahomes magic could exist sort of in a different plane, like literally not rolling out, but more in the, in the pocket, if you will. But going up against that, that endless Eagles pass rush where it just is wave after wave of fresh player that comes in to, to, to put pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I love that matchup, and it's just going to be fascinating to see how that one plays out. Andrew, what's it like to be a part of an actual Super Bowl-like broadcast, to be on the sideline for a Super Bowl? I mean, I, I've covered it from a parking lot before, but to, to actually be out there and in front of, I mean, I don't know what they say, you know, the hundreds of millions of people who are watching yeah. around the world. I mean, what was that like for you? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story that I, I shared when I was, and I don't mean this to sound as kind of obnoxious as it's going to come out, but when I was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2018, and I had my, my speech, I know, I know, it, it, it's, it, like I said, I, it, it just sort of still sounds funny and amazing and humbling coming out of my mouth, but when I had my speech and I told the story about how my producer for Sunday Night Football, the great Fred Gadelli, uh, I wake up the morning of the Super Bowl, and there is an email from Freddie, and he says, you know, I just want to write this to you because we're not going to have that much time alone together. And he said, when you are on the 50-yard line, I want you to think about your parents. My, both my parents are deceased. I want you to think about your parents, 
looking down on you, the little girl who slept on her NFL sheets and how proud they would be of you at this moment. Please take that in. So it's like freaking seven o'clock in the morning. I'm already crying. On the morning <laughs> of the Super Bowl. But I can report back to you that I did that. I took it in. I allowed myself to have a moment of, you know, this is pretty great. Uh, I mean, I've earned this opportunity. And guys, it gave me a calm that I, I almost rarely have had in my career. So you don't think about, oh my God, there's 110 million people watching. You think about doing the job, but embracing the moment. And, uh, and I, you know, it was one of the most memorable Super Bowls ever. It was uh, Steelers, Cardinals with, you know, Antonio Holmes with the tiptoe catch on the sideline. So it was really an amazing experience. But um, yeah, I think I'm going close to 30 Super Bowls covered. Um, but again, like you said, I, you know, I started when I was five, so there you go. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, you never, you never lose sight of, of what a special event it is, it is to cover. Lastly, on National Girls and Women in Sports Day, I can't imagine how many young women that you've inspired who've gotten into sports broadcasting. I'm sure you take that responsibility pretty seriously as well. Well, I got one from yeah. from from one yesterday. Jessica Kleinschmidt yep. told me to tell you hello. Oh, Jessica, and yeah, she yeah. said, "Oh my God, she's my mentor. I love her, and I uh, uh, wanted to give give you a shout out from her today." Well, that's really sweet, and I, I appreciate that. And I and and women like Jessica are are one of the reasons that I still take a lot of pride in in being in this business and and doing what I do. You know, it it's we we throw role model around very loosely, and and I take that as a as a great responsibility. Uh, when Hannah Storm and I became the first all female broadcast team to to brought to uh, to commentate on NFL games, and I became the first full time female NFL game analyst. Yeah, you know, you, you want to do a great job, but you also know that you need to do a great job because you want to make sure that those doors stay open for the women that are going to come after you. And so it is very important to me. Uh, I am very, very blessed that at this point in my career, I still have as many amazing opportunities that I do. And it's it's one of those things where... I still get excited every day when I go out on a shooter, when I cover a game or when I'm doing a story for real sports, whatever it is. And, and because I feel that way, I know that it's not a mic drop time for me. But when I do not feel that way, I'm out of here. I am not a hanger arounder type. Either I'm going to work at the level that I've always worked at or I'm not. And hopefully people see that. And because I've always been, a, my, my mantra is always undersell and over deliver. Because I think that's that's the best way to be in life, really, about everything. The person who tells you how great they are ain't so great. So if people can see the way that I work and the level I work at and what my expectations are of myself and others, and they can glean from that, then my my job is 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 well worthwhile. Well, when that day comes, you can head to the beach, the dunes, and record your own video saying goodbye. But I, I hope it's not for a while. Andrew, that was fantastic. Okay, so amazing. I want to record that video from the beach anyway. Boy, I yep. just want to get to a beach. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. Well, guys, thank you for having me on. Thanks for thinking about me. It's great to you, to your listeners. Stay healthy and enjoy the game, and uh, and I hope we get to talk again soon. Andrea Kramer. Wow. Oh, Knocked it out of the park, man. <laughs> Come on. So good on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads.